what would be the number one thing if we were to get ourselves, if you and I were to sit in a very small, because you're with me, in a very small way back machine, otherwise known as a time machine. If we got back in and we went down to, what, what year did you open your first affiliate? 2007. Okay, so what if we, damn. Okay, so we, we went back in time almost 14 years right now. Hard to believe that. Yeah, that's a, that's a little crazy. Um, what would be the one thing that you would want to have available to you that you didn't at the time? Other than a better business partner? I mean, we hadn't crossed paths yet there, so it's just some patience is a virtue. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, if somebody could have said, here's a playbook, you're going to open your... It actually wasn't my first business. I had, a, I had actually owned a yoga studio that failed epically. But I would, if someone hailed me, handed me a playbook and was like, here are some things you should do to grow your box and not just grow your box, but I'd say even more importantly than growth, because I had decent growth, but to allow you to live a balanced life, I would want that. Yeah, I would agree. I think so actually, because you said something there. So let's talk about the yoga studio a little bit. So you said that failed epically. And if you were to pack yeah, if you were to package lessons learned in that, what would be a couple of the big ones in there? Right? Because you went from a failing business and then you went right to Albany CrossFit, which did really, really well. It was a few years prior. So it wasn't like I failed at one and I opened another, but I think that of course, of course. Yeah. But the biggest thing I learned transitioning from the yoga ownership to the gym ownership was was you have to treat it like a business. It has to be your real deal. So I, I was heavily into yoga between like 2002 and 2006, practicing regularly the studio that I went to, two amazing women owned it. And, and kind of the culture of that yoga studio was every few years they passed it on to someone else for, I think I paid like $6,000. It was basically just taking over the, the membership names and the lease. Right. And what I tried to do was continue being a personal trainer most of the day, you know, right. 12, 16, 18 hours a day. Cause you're just grinding and have this kind of business on the side where it should have been reversed. The yoga studio, which had so much more potential should have been my focus. And then I could have said, Hey, I train one or two people a day as well. So that was the big lesson I learned. Cause when I opened Albany CrossFit, I was all in, you know, I put all of my money into it. I quit all these kind of auxiliary. I was teaching all over town. Like I quit this job. I quit that job. I quit that job. So I can be at the box as much as necessary. It's uh, literally last night I was talking to Jess. She was scrolling through Instagram, I think. And she was like, Hey, you remember so-and-so? And I was like, yeah. She's like, remember that, that uh, they bought this person had been a client of ours and they purchased a spin studio. This is for sure. Less than two years ago, probably 18 months. So they probably had, I don't know, nine months of, of, of pre-COVID life, uh, but shutting it down, closing it for good. And she told me that, and I was like, even, even absent of COVID, I was like, that doesn't really shock me because we had had conversations, this person and I, about you know, what they were going to do, and it didn't seem really well thought out. And I had this weird epiphany where I was thinking to myself, and I was like, man, I really, I, it's not judgmental when I think about it now. And I really can't, I really can't even describe what the emotion is they have when I'm talking to people and they're getting ready to do this. And I see myself 
10, 11, 12 years ago, do, like kind of doing the same thing, but having the, the, the foresight now of knowing that those like were a decade and some change past that. And you cannot afford emotionally, <laughs> financially, or any of those things to make these same mistakes again. And rather than kind of like, what are you doing? You idiot. I like, I have a lot of empathy for that. And I'm like, but, but then my question is like, why are people still doing this? Like, why are people still making these mistakes when there's 15,000 affiliates that's open? I mean, that's definitely a large enough data set to pull some information off of, to be like, is this a good idea? Is this the way I should do this? And let's assume that, I don't know, 30%, maybe less than that are like really, really crushing it. You're still talking about 5,000 gems that are smashing it. And like, why, why are they not seeking that out? Or why is this information not readily available to people? I, I, I'll tell you why. I believe most people, even those that open a gym, you know, which you have to, you have to look, it's like, okay, how many people do CrossFit? How many become coaches? How many become box owners? You know, it's a very small right. percentage. Yeah, yeah. But of that small percentage, I would say the vast majority of them don't open an affiliate thinking I can make this very financially successful. It's, I didn't. Right. N and neither did I. It's, it's like, Hey, this is my passion. I want to work out. I enjoy coaching others. You know, my buddy runs a box. He looks like he's having fun and making $36,000 a year. So I think, I think that's probably the number one mistake people are making. Like, Hey, I'm opening this business. And I don't think I can make six figures, which is complete BS. And then it's absolutely not true. Right. It's absolutely of course. Not true. And then secondly, they open this business and you know, we're not the only ones out there that do affiliate coaching. I believe we're potentially, if not certainly the two with the most experience that do this. I really believe that like not many other coaching programs well, or affiliates if you were to look at the total body of, of things we've done, I would probably tend to agree with you. I think there's some other people that have more business experience, but if you look, sure. if you look at number of gyms owned and operated, if you look at coaching experience, if you look at credentials, if you look at other endeavors, yeah, I, I would, I would tend to agree. So my, but point is there's other places they can go for this, mm -hmm. but you open a gym, you don't think it's going to be, this opportunity to make six figures, to change your life, to become a full-time job. So then when you see that there are coaching opportunities out there, be it 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, you're not willing to spend it because you already immediately are in this mindset of, hey, this is just something small. I can't spend $8,000, not realizing if I spent that $8,000, it's going to come back to me in waves and waves of money. It should if the, if the right advice is given. And for the record, let's talk about what the right advice is not. The right advice is not better, better Facebook ads. Like, no. So I have always been very weary of, and, so, and I've done most of them. So just right now, anybody who's thinking about like, oh, what is one of these? Like I've dabbled in, I'm, I can think of maybe one that I haven't done and paid for. I can think of as far most as of coaching with other right people. as far as like business mentoring. So like, yeah, what about this one? I'm like, yep, done it. Like I can think of maybe one that I haven't done. And that one is a little, that's not even like mentoring. That's more like systems, but most of them, I think lead with the wrong information. 
I think they lead with marketing and sales, which is a bit of a dichotomy, right? Because if we think about, if we go back and listen to the episode with Michael Michalowicz about um, um, fix this next, we do understand that sales is at the bottom of the pyramid, right? So you fundamentally can't run a business without money. But I have to understand how that relationship works. Like the money that would be right below that before you start building your house is the vision of what I want to happen. And that is where I think people miss the boat and they go right to sales absent, absent of any vision or clarity about what they want, which is why I struggled for so long because there was no guidance on like, what are you doing? Like literally like, what do you want? You know? And I think that is where people are leading with sales without clarifying what it is that people want to do at which point, yeah, you'll get, you're going to, I mean, listen, if you run, if you run well targeted Facebook ads, like you will get a return on that, but there's no long tail. Like those people will not stick around. So if I have clarity and have a good vision, now my Facebook ad is not just this weird, really awful canned ad. It's speaking to somebody very specific. It's got my message about what we actually do. It's not offering some free shit, right? There's no, actually no offer. Now it looks like more like branding, but I think that's the, that's the big thing that I wish that I had in the beginning is somebody sit down and like go through, be like, really map this out, dude. Like, what do you want to happen? Like in, in 10 years, like, what do you want this to look like? How do you want to feel? What do you want? You, like, what do you want your life to be like? What, what do you want to walk in every day and look at that and be like really fucking proud of that? Or what other things do you want to be chasing? That's the biggest thing. I mean, you and I've talked to, I don't know, countless gym owners. And I can think of almost none that had that really well framed out. Yeah, I, I think, first of all, we address the fact that you're not saying ads are dumb, don't do them. You're just saying, no, no, too no, many you have to do that. Put them at the foundation where they're yeah, probably they, more like second from the top on a pyramid. Right. right. Or, or, or it's a fit. It's it's the wrong fix for the problem, and, right? Go ahead. And I, I no, and I agree with what you're saying. I mean, when you're basically what you, where you're kind of alluding to is this idea of the perfect day, or you know what you want your life to look like. And you know, I like to say I have no regrets, but you know I let my my two boxes and ultimately all three boxes consume my life. You know, multiple relationships ended both you know, dating relationships and friend relationships. I remember my friend's 30th birthday, which was 12 years ago now. It just passed actually, uh, his 12 years later. And I was supposed to meet him and I blew him off because I was busy at the box. And that's not living your life. I mean, if I don't want you to make six figures at your box, if that means you don't spend time with your wife and your kids, I want you to make six figures at the box and have weekends off. I want you to make six figures at the box and go on vacation, you know, be able to take off Tuesdays to do other projects or, or just cause you want to have a outside hobby. But yeah. you know, I think that's something that even to my last day of, of box ownership, I never quite got right. And, and, and I would say that's because I didn't start with it. It's hard to work backwards but it's, it's not impossible. It's really hard to work backwards, but, but it's not impossible. I've done it several times and I've messed things up horrifically, which is why I'm so bullish when people want to get on phone calls with me and ask me questions. And one of the things that I've always valued 
and a good mentor or a good coach who's somebody who just says no. Don't do that. I'm very like people would just be like, hey, I should do that. I'm like, don't fucking do that. And they're like, why? And I'm like, just don't. Like you're not ready because you can't answer some fundamental questions to me about what you already have. You know, this is this is it's always kind of like the the real short, short version of that is like people with you're like, I just need more money, right? And I've I've been this person in my life too. I guess if I could just make more money, I'm like, or I could just stop lighting all my money and on fire. Like that would be a better option. And then all of a sudden I've got a lot of money and, and people want more, but what they haven't done is they haven't fundamentally fixed what is broken. And they think that more sales is going to do that. Yes, it will help. It will kick the can down the road a little bit, but you're still going to have the same problem. And what will actually unfold is those problems will only become exacerbated because now it's just more of them right? It's more people, more problems with an underlying issue that is yet to be addressed. I thought sales, sales was going to fix it, but it didn't because I didn't have, now it can fix it if you have clarity now, and then you throw sales on top of it. Well, now I can start driving things in the direction that I want them to. I can start developing coaches. I can replace myself with the right people in the right positions. And we're all driving towards the same topic, but people are just like, oh, I just need more sales. If I could just get this many more people. And I'm just like, it's not, I've been, I've, I've been there. It doesn't fix the problem. It does not help. Yeah, it only makes like, it worse. It's like P. Diddy said, no money, no money, problems. problems. By the way, did you know Kanye West was running for president? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was not aware. Lot. I got my mail-in ballot and I think Is I'm he like, on he, it. He's on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you going to cast that? Are you going to cast hey, that vote for a year? <laughs> I don't know that I'm definitely changing it, but I'm just going to say it changes things. Yeah. It changes things. <laughs> so, like, now, now I'm definitely thinking about it. All right, come on, ye. Come you on, know, ye. And, and you're, what you're alluded to is like you have a hole in your bucket and you're trying to just keep putting water in, but you're not actually fixing the problem, which is, hey, you've got a hole in your bucket. Go plug it. Or, you know, it's just like you, gotta, you, you should have a three-legged stool that only has two legs. And, and you're just like, well, no, if I could just shift my weight around on the stool, it'll be better. And it's just like, no, how about we just fix it, right? Um, I would go as far as saying any affiliate owner, and, and I would throw this out there to any human being that wants to improve themselves, needs a coach. And that coach can be fitness, it can be nutrition, it can be life and holding you accountability. But certainly when it comes to affiliate ownership, unless you've already been around for 10 years, and if you've been around for that long, my question would then be how much money are you making? And if it was under a threshold, I'd say you need to be there as well. But most likely, if you've been around for less than you know seven or eight years and, and you're still struggling and you're not quite bringing in the income you want, generating the revenue you want, it's probably because you don't have a coach. And, and, and what I've learned by having coaches myself, it's, you know, and the same reason I coach many people in nutrition, it's like sometimes you just need that accountability. Sometimes it's what kind of manifesting. Like if I bring on a coach, you know, Dr. Sean talks about this for him. It's like, it just, you put that money out there and it forces you to level up. It lights a fire under your butt that you don't realize you have. And sometimes you just have to bite that bullet and be willing to do it in order to take your life or your business to the next level. So do you remember the first time you forked out some, some cash to, for coaching? Yeah, Absolutely. What was like the, what was your biggest hang up? Like what was like the, the number one thing 
that you're like, I just really don't feel good about this? I think for me, it's always kind of that mentality of I'm hiring, you know, something and I, and I tend to reach out to the slightly more expensive people, you know, thousands mm -hmm. of dollars per month. And you're like, ah, this worked for them, but I don't think I can do it. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like this low self-esteem when it comes to some stuff. And I have to be reminded, like, you are in the top 1% when it comes to this stuff. Right. And then my other question is, have you ever paid for something, one of those services that, and we don't have to name any, it's not, that's not the point, the, that you're like, that was totally not worth it. Of course. I think, and you know, so what were some of, so I think back to some of those and I'm like, there was definite red flags, but I was convinced that I needed to invest somewhere and I did it, but I don't think I was armed with the tools to be like, this is who I want to work with. This is not who I want to work with. Yeah. You just, you're kind of blinded by their success. Right. And, and oftentimes it's not actually real success. You know, you're blinded by, Hey, I can help you grow your box. I've never done it myself. <laughs> but, but trust me, if I did, it would have been crazy. Like one of those. Or, kind of or I sold my box and now I'm doing this. I'm like, well, why'd you sell it? Well, because I just didn't want to be there anymore. Well, I'm like, if you're a business guru, then it should be able to run, pay you while you're not there. Right. Or you, so sold, it, but, or you sold it, but didn't get nearly what you should have because you weren't doing a good job to begin with. Yeah. What they really did was offload it. Say they sold the gym, right? I sold all my gyms or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, if you really sold them, they're like, you shouldn't, like, if they were profitable, they should just pay you every month and you just have managers, right? That's called having a franchise. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, probably the one thing I would have done differently is, is prior to selling, granted, I was offered quite a you know, sum of money, but I would have potentially, despite that, said, hey, no thanks, I'm going to hold on to this. And, you know, probably at this point, I would have made more just keeping it open and running. Mm -hmm. than you know selling it but you know going back to your question i think the answer really is it's the people like you're saying that aren't trying to fix the hole in the bucket they're just trying to throw more in oh here's what you have to do if you go on social media you have to you know write to five people you have to do this do that you know and it's like cool and and i'm getting them but they're leaving or i'm getting them but now my original members are leaving you know all you know or, or, or what do I do once I get them? All those questions where it's not about just pumping out Facebook ads. It's not about just blindly reaching out to people on Instagram. It's, you know, what's happening behind the scenes. And, and I think for a lot of people, especially the kind of business gurus, they don't take that first step and say like, we got to fix you. So that's where I was going with this, right? Which is all the ones that I've regretted spending money on, which by the way, I think to some degree, that's just part of the process. Like if you're going to do it, like you're just going to miss like, and, it, and it's, it's okay. And you probably did learn something, even if it's what not to do. For sure. Right. So I don't ever look back at those. I mean, I'm like, I would have preferred to not pay like five to $7,000 on some of those and, and not gotten what I want out of it. But again, what I learned in the process is like what I don't want, what's not good. And what's generally not good is, you know, you start this intake process with whoever and it's basically just like, all right, here's the, here's the thing, right? All you got to do is plug this thing in and then you hit go. Or like, you know, wrap all this stuff together, stick together with tape and now just hit the go button and all your problems will be solved without ever really kind of like coaching me 
they were just like, we're just going to lay this thing on top of your business and it's going to fix all your shit. And it never does, right? It just creates more problems. And it was always more work. It was more work on, on top of the things that I was already doing that then in turn yielded nothing. And I was like super bent about it. So I'm way more... I'm way more hesitant about that when I do that. And to typically the people that I work with now or the more the people that like want to know about me, there's usually like an interview process on the front end of some of these too, where they're just like, what's your problem? Like what, like, why do you, why do you want to hire me for my services? No, I think it has to work both ways. I think it's not just, Hey, are you a good coach? But the coach has to then ask the client, are you a good fit for me? And, a good coach realizes not everyone is a good fit, whether it's, you know, I charge way more than you are willing to spend, or you're not willing to do some of the things I'm going to ask you to do, or you're just not in the right headspace yet. I think it's important for, for it to be, it's like any relationship, both of them have to want to be there and want to grow this thing. It's, it's like the equivalent of, um, I look at it. So I'm at like, everybody's done this, right? So everybody's been, anybody who's a gym owner, knows exactly what I'm talking about. You've got somebody who pays you money and they never fucking show up and you never call them. That's the kind of business mentor I'm going to talk about is like, I'm, I'm giving you money, but I'm actually not getting anything for it. And you actually have shown no desire or care for like to fix my thing. Right. Um, and that's, so that's what I think is super important. And if I was to go back and, you know, and re-engineer that, like that is what I would restructure, right? It would start literally with kind of these, which sometimes seem like these weird, like goofy little exercises, but actually when you put them all together in the right order, you're like, oh, fuck, wait, I really am starting to grasp like what I'm trying to do here. And now everything starts to fall in place. Like all the questions that you have about all this other shit. I'm like, hey, let's refer back to this thing that we've done. That we've done. And you're like, oh, you're right, cool. And now I have things that drive all my decision-making that makes sense. They're in line with what I want. It's in line with the vision and guide all of my decision-making process. Um, and that's why, you know, quite frankly, like I'm really excited with what we've been working on because it's not, I think what arguably might be more valuable than like some of the successes that we've had are the mistakes that we've had. Absolutely. I mean, the mistakes are what we've learned from and what, we're going to be able to provide just tremendous advice. And that's where that experience comes in. We've probably made more mistakes between the two of us as affiliate owners than most. And that's also why we are super successful. And something you said that's important is with this new endeavor, we're not just taking everybody. We're limiting it, not just because a, we want to really focus on them, but we don't want to work with everybody. And we want the people that we're working with to have the opportunity to work directly with us and for us to follow up with them. And for, for some of these coaches, they're just like taking dozens or hundreds or, or more at a low price point. And then, like you said, it's low enough. It's kind of that global gym mentality where it's like, right. Hey, you know, I got a coach, which sounds really cool. Makes me sound super professional, but I don't hear from him. I don't hear from her, you know, where they send me, they send me an email uh, once a week. Yeah. And it's copy, you know, and pasted cookie cutter email. And it's like the same thing as nutrition or fitness. If, if you work with someone, they're like, Hey, here are your macros are the same macros. I give every other female that signs up with me or every other man, they're right. probably not the best nutrition coach. And a good affiliate coach is going to 
look at everything and look at the individual because every individual is different. Some, some individuals want to work 12 hours a day. Some want to work two hours first thing in the morning and have the rest of the day with their kids. And, and that's going to change the type of coaching and the advice they get from us. All right. So here's what I think is incredibly valuable. I was just, I was literally just concocting this list in my mind, but it's a good one. So let's run through all, not, not all of them, but we'll just, we'll just rapid fire here and just say yes or no. So have you made this mistake? Right. Cause this is what I think. This is, this is all the shit that people lay awake at night and they're like, what if this happens? What about that? I'm like, okay, cool. So, um, have you ever signed a bad lease? Yes. Okay. Me too. Uh, have you ever been in the lawsuit? No. Okay. I have. Have you ever fired a coach? Yes. Many. Have you ever, have you ever hired a coach and then immediately regretted it? Yes. Have you ever, um, and all mine are yes for this too, <laughs> have you ever removed yourself from the business too soon? Yes, very much. Have you micromanaged? All the time. That was my, probably okay. my biggest faux pas. Have you ever hired outside of your community? Yeah, and that would probably be the coach that I regretted hiring, but yes. And then have you ever built a coach from within? Yes, many. Have you ever, written, have you ever had a bad employee contract? I would go one step further and probably didn't have contracts. Okay, there you go. Have you, I'm trying, now I'm running out of some. Have you, um, uh, what was the other one? Have you ever like not like had the right documentation like either like had contracts that weren't written well or any of that other stuff or agreements or whatever? Oh, for the first four years, I don't think I had anything. Have you it, ever put it, zero thought into what your pricing structure should be? The day I opened. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, well, you know, have you, and then going have you back ever to, given away? Right, go ahead. No, I was going to say, going back to that, you talk about not having documents. I don't even think I had a uh, waiver when I first opened. That's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're still here. The, um, have you ever, uh, what was the other one um, that I just had? Uh, oh, have you ever given away free memberships to people that shouldn't have gotten them? Yeah, and I still hate those people. Okay. Have you ever made the jump too soon to open a second affiliate? Yeah, because I don't know I that did. it's ever right to open a second affiliate. I yeah, did. Yeah. I think it could be right, but I mean, you're talking about a well-oiled machine at this I point. I did not. I did not think anything about it other than, "Hey, we're doing well. Let's open another one." Did you ever try to add services to your business uh, rather than just improving what you're already doing? I had every specialty class. <laughs> I mean, there was time. There was a time at the gym. We're a, you, had a, every, a male, you had a male 23 to 24 <laughs> yoga? No, but it was like every day at five and six, there was different specialty classes. You know, when I had my kind of two rooms available. So it was like gymnastics, weightlifting, strongman, you know, rowing, like every day, different classes. It was stupid. And then rather than just focusing on, hey, this is what's important. Did you ever outsource the wrong functions within the business? Of course. Of course. Did you, have you ever... Um, Oh, retail. Like how many things have you messed up? Have you just messed up retail in general? Well, when I decided to buy a pallet of nanos back in like 2010, <laughs> remember when, I don't, were you open when they did that? Where you could yep. buy the nanos? I'm like, that sounds like a good deal. And I just sat uh, on no. like the random sizes till eventually like someone tall would walk in. I'd be like, do you want a free pair of shoes? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely need 15 and a half nanos. You're like, what? Uh, like, this, so is like college, silly. this is in division one in college. Basketball. Somebody messaged us the other day and I said, Hey, you know, if, if, 
if I could do it again, the only thing I would ever sell is t-shirts. Were you ever, I already know the answer to this, but were you ever being cheap because you thought there's certain things in the business you could do yourself? Of course. Yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah, the very You're Jewish. I it's mean, when I, when I opened, <laughs> I tried to put the pull-up bars up and they were literally the first time we used them, they came out of the wall. Yeah. Just like spending money, like trying to save money on places where you should not try to save money. Or even they, just uh, hiring the wrong people because they were right. cheap. Right. The point of all this is a, we're not perfect and we're not saying we are, and we're not saying we've got everything nailed down tight. What I do have is an extremely long running list of mistakes that I make that I've made that you don't have to make. Right. And I will tell you, do not do that. Like just forego that whole problem altogether. And here's an alternate solution. And here's another way to look at that or view it. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah. I mean, I just think about it. I'm like, God, just so ignorant but, in some of those ways. You know, everything you just asked me kind of funny now makes me chuckle. Now? Yeah. You know, but, but that's, I mean, in it, would I rather, if I didn't make those mistakes, I would have had a more enjoyable time running the gym and I probably would have been making more money during that time, you know, but. That sounds I, terrible. That sounds I, like, not, like not anything like what people are looking for in their lives. Exactly. But, you know, I laugh because those mistakes were what they are, but now in retrospect, and I will say with, you know, I own three affiliates, with each successful or successive gym, those mistakes got smaller and smaller till eventually right. the third one I opened and it was making money on day one. And yeah. I put a lot of money into it. You just learn. It's, it's no different than we would teach someone. These are the mistakes I made. And maybe we don't tell them the mistakes. We just guide. It's like, it's like right. coaching, right? We're not telling you what you're doing wrong. We're yeah, just move your feet. You. Just yeah. move your feet. Yeah. We're going to correct you. So yeah, do you want to, do you want to kind of give a little soft announcement? Yeah, I mean, your soft is your is your thing, so I'll let you do that. <laughs> well, if, <laughs> I'll if go, you, I'll go with the hard announcement. You can be soft. <laughs> if if you haven't kind of made the uh, connection or or put two and two together from listening to Fern and I today and over the past few weeks of episodes, we've got some really cool things coming out in the near future. Priority number one is we're putting out some affiliate coaching. So. You know, we, we've done some coaches development. We've worked with some box owners one-on-one -on -one in the past, but we're putting out something very unique, very special, very well thought out. It's quite literally years in the making, not just because of our failures and our box owner experience, but just because we've literally been working on this for quite some time and, and we're building on something that was there and we're making it even bigger and better. So let me say one more thing before kicking it right. back to Fern. If you're interested in it, we've already got quite a few. We, we basically mentioned it in a blurb last week at the end of an episode and got dozens of people responding. So if you're still listening and you're a box owner and you like what you just heard us talk about, you think maybe you'd be a good candidate because like we've said, we're not taking everyone. We're very much limiting this. Shoot us an email, day at gmail.com. And just put in the subject line, I'm interested or I want more information. You don't have to write anything else in the body of it. Just give us a week or two because we're not responding yet. We're looking through. We're going to get back to everybody at the same time. But if you're interested in learning more, first and foremost, shoot us an email, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com. 
subject line. I want to learn more. And we're going to hold on to that. And within two weeks, you're going to hear from us. Agreed. And we'll be uh, announcing more stuff. But just to frame it just a little bit tighter, you know, imagine if you're just like, hey, I'm going to go to a, a, you know, and this is for CrossFit affiliates, right? We have no interest in working and we have no beef with other, but like our specialty, our swim lane is CrossFit affiliates. So I'm not going to work with um, somebody who falls in the category of micro gym. I got no beef with micro gyms, but that's not my swim lane. That's, I don't know anything about that. I'm not interested in it. I don't care. Somebody else can help them. But imagine if like before you opened your box or you're doing this for a little while and be like, what if I could just go to school and learn how to run an affiliate? Like, what if I could do that? Well, that is what we've been working on. And that is what we're going to offer. I'm super stoked about it because it's really the thing that I wish I had. And this, you know, long tail with all of it. It's just, it's the business aspect. It's the coaching aspect of it. You know, it's the vision aspect of it. All of those things that you and I have learned over the years ourselves. And then the lessons that we've learned from all of the other people that we've worked with, um, what works, what doesn't work, what's important, what's not important, things you should that you should really, really push for and then helping you make that decision. What does that decision matrix looks like? And like, what are some of the hard lines in the sand that you should be looking for or, or drawing more specifically and And then how to navigate all of that? Well, and something you said is, you know, we're really focusing on what we're good at and who we want to work with. And that's part of what we're going to teach people. You know, you need to really figure out who your demographic is because you're probably not trying to attract competitors and 65 year old women. You probably have a niche that you want to dig into and that's what we're doing. We can put this out there to the, you know, boot camps and other similar globe or um, micro gym style affiliates, but that's not what we're good at. Our expertise is CrossFit. Our experience is CrossFit. Together we have, you know, together we have Five. over 20 years of yeah. affiliate ownership. I mean, I, it'd be hard to find two people that have more than that. And and yeah, five so affiliates. Yeah, 20 years, five affiliates, and f- what, like 14 years on seminar staff, I think, collectively? Almost 16, maybe? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's a robust. You were about to say pretty impressive. You were about to give yourself a yeah. pat on the back. I don't know. I think that's Which okay. nobody should be. So in, in one of the modules, Jay will teach you how to self-promote. That is one of the modules that we haven't <laughs> built yet, but he's going to teach you how to do that. Hey, that, that that's the first module. <laughs> You have to be your own number one fan. How to shamelessly (laughs) self-promote. So again, we're not launching yet. We're putting it out there. The launch date, Fern and I both know it. There's a few things like this is one of those things in our life that we're really excited about. We're really proud about. We know it's going to help people. So we're, we're playing it cool. We're doing a little bit of a slow roll. What I would just say is, we are very much limiting this to probably 10. So if you are interested, it's not a first come first serve basis, but I would definitely recommend emailing us sooner than later. And we're gonna set up calls with all of you that have emailed us and discuss, cause maybe you aren't a good fit. And that could be on our end, that could be on your end. That can be for many reasons like we just discussed. So shoot us an and email. That's, and that's not a marketing uh, scarcity pitch either. Like that's, that's like, I mean, give or take a couple on there, but that's not like, Hey, last one left, you know, close out. So no. like, we're not, we're not taking everybody. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, because same thing you do in affiliates, like 
over deliver. That's, that's going to be the goal always and forever, just like it should be in your, affi- in your affiliate. It's over deliver, but at the same time, both you and I, everything that we're going to teach to the affiliates, we've thought about that perfect day. And, and part sure. of that for both of us is spending time with our family, spending time, you know, at your affiliate, or I still enjoy coaching at the box. So part of it is, Hey, we don't want to take too much because we want to still live the lifestyle that we want. And, you know, that's, everything that we're going to teach you guys is stuff that we've learned, you know, the, the personal mistakes as well as the affiliate mistakes. And, you know, we've gone through it. We've gone through the ringer and because of it, we're, we're more successful. We're better on the other side and the same is going to be true for you guys. And also like, you know, this is not another, like I bought my gyms and I sold them. Like Jay doesn't have his, obviously he's been moving around, but like I still have my affiliate. I'm probably never going to get rid of it. Like I have no desire to get rid of my affiliate. I'm going to be in here coaching, mixing it up with people basically till I drop dead. So everything that we'll be going through are things that we're currently doing or things that we've already tested. So, you know, that's the, that's one of the huge benefits that you'll get. Um, if, if we get the opportunity to work together and uh, I'm super excited about it and, um, you know, people are going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot in the process. It'll be fun. At the end of the day, here's the only goal is that people are happier with inside the walls of their business than they were before they started because they're successful. The people around them are happier. People are getting their better results and it runs the way that you envisioned it. Nailed it. So one more time, shoot us an email if you're interested. Best hour of their day at gmail.com. Just put something in the subject. I'm currently filing all those emails, so don't be upset if you don't get a response. You He's will have filing them in a filing cabinet. I'm printing them out and putting them in a filing cabinet. So don't be upset if you don't get a quick prompt response, but you will get one you'll hear on this show when we're doing that. And part of this is we're gonna bring to you weekly episodes of things that can help your affiliate grow. So we're going to definitely continue with the interviews. We're definitely going to continue with the fun coaching topics, but we're also going to have episodes every week specifically designed to help the affiliate owner. Thanks again for listening to best hour of their day. If you haven't already do us a favor, head over to the Apple podcast app and leave us a review We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself. Hit us up, day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Best Hour of Their Day.